weren't anywhere near as physical as the Buffalo Bills were Sunday night. This specifically meaning the Steelers' offense. This specifically meaning their offensive line. That's not coming from me. That's coming from the head coach. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. Mike Tomlin found a way to rip his veteran, mostly veteran, offensive line for being passive, disengaged, easily shoved backward, any other term you would choose to label their performance Sunday night when it comes to the running game in particular, and he did so without ever once referencing the offensive line. It was it was a gift. Listen to this. Here it is. The bottom line is they were the more physical football team. Um, it could be highlighted in terms of their front and our inability to, to run the ball, but just in general, I, I thought in all elements of, of play, they were the more physical group. Now, they're a physical football team in general, and so they're capable of that. But but for us, um, you know, regardless of circumstance, we don't want to make that comment. Uh, but that comment is true as it pertains to that matchup. And so, you know, we gotta we gotta you know be accountable to that, and we are. Uh, we gotta make sure that that we're not saying that moving forward. And hadn't been a lot of situations where we could say that, but but definitively, I thought that they were the more physical group. That was from Tomlin's press conference yesterday on the South Side, and he doesn't mention the line he certainly doesn't get into any names in fact by the time he's done he ends up including special teams and and other stuff too it it, pay it no mind all he's talking about here is the offensive line which he exonerates in every way and understandably so from a pass protection standpoint but when it comes to run blocking I don't know how else to say it. They've checked out. They've checked out. I I can't come up with other answers for it. I've looked at the film of the Buffalo game, and I'm as perplexed as anybody by what's happened to this proud group, a group that, by the way, commits in every way to pass protection. They really do. There's nothing they won't do to bail out Ben Roethlisberger. And they've had, past tense, at different points of their careers, significant success and hunger and everything else that you would want from a group of run blockers. We're talking about Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva. These are not people lacking in metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. They're not. Matt Filer's probably done for the year, but you could include Filer in that same group. Chuk Sikorafor is a hungry, dedicated young man. What has happened to this group? And to what extent is their inability slash unwillingness to run block crippling this offense all by itself? It's not the only thing. It's not the only thing, I'll say that, but maybe it's the thing that starts the dominoes falling. 
teams realize that the Steelers can't run the ball. They don't have to have, you know, six, seven guys directly breathing on top of the line. They keep other guys just behind that layer so they can cut off the Steelers' uh, quick slants and those other short routes that they got really comfortable with until a few weeks ago when everybody started reading that like a cheap novel. But it's really, really damaging. And it doesn't make sense. So what do you do if you're Tomlin? You have very, very few options. The good news from yesterday is that Kevin Dotson apparently is going to be okay. Tomlin had described both Filer and Dotson as having pec injuries while we were still in Buffalo, but yesterday amended that to describe Dotson's injury as a shoulder and stating that there's a possibility that Dotson will be available for the game next Monday in Cincinnati. That is a big, big positive. The Steelers also are going to the outside for help. They'll go to the practice squad for help. But ultimately, it's these guys who have to get it done, especially with Filer gone now. And let's remember that Zach Banner's been gone all year, too. You look at these guys that they have right now. I'll say the names again. Pouncey, DeCastro, Villanueva. They have to get this done. They have to get this done. They've now been challenged publicly, and you'd better believe they're hearing it behind closed doors, by the head coach. By the head coach. And they've been challenged in a way that that has to be the worst possible feeling for a professional football player, and that's to have your physicality questioned, to have your uh, aggressiveness, your, your, your willingness to battle questioned, especially after so many years in the league. Uh, what's the answer for it? What's the answer for it? I can ask that question uh, a hundred times and still not come up with something. Tomlin was asked later in the press conference about the way that practices might go the remainder of this week. I'm in the camp that this is a tired, beaten-down group and that they could use some more rest. Tomlin, not surprisingly, and his is the only vote that counts, is in the exact opposite camp. Because when he was asked whether or not pads might be coming on later in the week, and that is a very, very rare thing this late in an NFL regular season, he absolutely embraced it. He's ready to go. It sounds like he's ready to put pads on every day this week and do whatever it takes to get guys back into the battle. It's there. I I, I can't accept and won't accept that these guys suddenly, out of absolutely nowhere, can't block. We saw it earlier this season with our own eyes. We saw them get downhill runs. We saw 100-yard rushing performances, and no, not just against the crappy teams. We saw the Steelers' running game. It was never great, but it wasn't this. Something happened. Something happened. If these weren't coronavirus times and people like me could get into the locker room, we could come up with 
you know, some more background information for you and maybe some guys talking off the record and so forth. And all of that's completely controlled right now and limited to two, three Zoom calls a day in which nobody's going to say anything. So that part, you know, that continues to be extremely frustrating. But you just have to open your eyes and see what's there. This isn't anywhere near good enough, and it's not acceptable. It's not. If you think the Steelers are due for changes after this season just because of free agency, wow. Just wait until you see what kind of broader reaction they have to coping with an offensive line that was not passionate about run blocking. I don't even know where to go with that. I just don't. I just don't. This is frustrating. I can't even imagine what it is for the head coach and everybody else involved in the organization. When we come back, just one question. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. back time for just one question and that is brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garbage kelly and george they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers comp who filed medical malpractice claims the firm of lgkg has been av rated which is the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics they've also been designated as super lawyers capital s capital l for over 15 years. That's a rare combination in the legal industry. They can help you with your issue. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them online at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Brad, who asks, do you think the whole Thanksgiving debacle has thrown the Steelers out of rhythm. Um, you know, I'd like to think so, Brad. I think that would be a convenient thing when you couple that and the obvious effect that that had on the Steelers once you hear them talk about it, and in particular Ben Roethlisberger saying that it was you know, really unusual having to just sit there and wait day after day after day to find out when you're playing, thinking it might be the next day, not being sure. And then from there, the Thanksgiving debacle forcing them to play three games in 12 days and very obviously not looking particularly strong in the third of those games. But I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And it's not because of the the cliched, oh, I don't want to make any excuses. I'll, I'll make excuses for them all day. I'm not them. It's one thing if they say it. It's quite another if somebody on the outside says it. I'll make excuses if they're there. 
but they haven't been able to run the ball for weeks now. Not three weeks, lots of weeks. They haven't been able to exert their physical will on anybody for a very long time. They haven't put up a consistent performance against anyone not named Bengals for months. Uh, that's, that's not the result of some, you know, coronavirus slash scheduling thing. It's just not. That game that I covered in Dallas, that was not the result of some scheduling thing, you know? Uh, that performance was atrocious. It was embarrassing. What happened against the Ravens here in Pittsburgh was beyond embarrassing. These things have been going on for a while now, Brad. This isn't something that just, oh, we're having a, a couple of rough games or whatever. Mike Tomlin re referred repeatedly yesterday to, we've lost two games. We've lost two games. Okay, and he's very much the outcome-based kind of coach, and, and I respect that. It's, it's gotten him really good results in the regular season over the course of his career. But these haven't been just a couple of duds. The duds have been coming for quite a while now. So, no, I, I don't see that. Their, their issues are broader than anything related to Thanksgiving or the Ravens uh, or even the three games in 12 days, regardless of how they came about. Because this, the truth is the Steelers aren't the first team ever to play three games in 12 days. Any team that plays a Thursday night game is playing three games in 12 days. I mean, you know, that that happens. So it's it, this isn't something that you can pin on any outside variable. I really believe that. This team just needs to get its act together if it's capable of doing that. This team needs to get a second wind if it's capable of doing that. This coach needs to find a way to think beyond the next game if he's capable of that and start emphasizing the things that the Steelers don't do well. If you're facing the Bengals, sure, go ahead and beat them. Yeah, Clinch the division title. Celebrate it. Wonderful. But do so by throwing the ball downfield. Do so by spreading things out. Do so, by, do so by putting something on tape that opponents will have to scheme for that isn't just the one-and-a-half-yard slant. Oh, man, Pittsburgh Steelers. You would never think, you would never think from the way we're all talking about them right now, that they're 11 and 2, but they actually are. Crazy, crazy stuff. Thanks for the question, Brad. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody for listening today. Career building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co op program empowers qualified students to work in full time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu/works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.